Good evening, people. Welcome to show two of Trent 30. I'm back. Did the first show. Many of you listened. And the deal was, I'd come back and do it again. And here I am. Huh? Going to be dropping this thing every Wednesday, it looks like. That's how it's going to fit into the old schedule. So um, thanks for listening. And thanks to all you who listened to uh, episode one, where I talked about meeting Jerry Seinfeld. A lot of good response from that. So, uh, yeah, thanks for, for doing that. I hope you're good. hope your life's good whenever you're, wherever you're listening to this, whether that's on some kind of treadmill device, uh, whether you're for a walk, maybe you're driving, you know, just stuck in traffic going, Jesus, why did I take this route? Why? I knew it was going to suck. And here I am now, bumper to bumper, pissed off, leaning on my horn, right? Giving people middle fingers. Is that what you're doing? Well, I hope this podcast calms you down and walks you off the old ledge there because uh, we've all we've all been there where you're just in a car that's supposed to move and it ain't. And you're like, this is this is not the point of what I was trying to do here today. So so I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're on a toilet. I have no idea how you're listening to this. That's up to you. I make the content. You decide how you enjoy the content. Right. This, this podcast does not come with an instruction booklet or, hey, you must be sitting at a table straight up while listening to Trent 30. You do what you want. You lay down. You can have it on the background while you're cleaning. You could, you know, if someone's coming over to your house and you really don't want to listen to them and they like to just yammer on for days Fire around this podcast. Huh? At the very least, at least you'll be able to listen to something that you're enjoying. And they won't even know you're doing it. Because people who talk a lot and don't engage with the other person, they don't realize you've checked out. So you could listen to this full 30-minute podcast and they end with, so then, <laughs> you know, it turns out it was too early to get my winter tires on. You know? And they don't even realize you, you checked out. And started listening to some podcasts. So, you know, let's uh, let's be kind to ourselves. No, I hope you're doing good. I am in uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. I have returned for season 31 of This Hour Has 22 Minutes. And it is my seventh season that I have started, which is absolutely insane to me that it's now been seven years. And this has become my schedule now of doing what I want to do in the summer. A few gigs, laying low, some backyard fires, some bike riding, whatever. And then uh, I pack up things and I come back here to Halifax, back to the old comedy college. You know, get my room all set up in the old comedy dorm. Meet all my classmates. Find out what teachers we have this year, what profs, you know. It's what it kind of feels like. You get back and find out how everyone was, how everyone's doing and what they did this summer. Some folks worked a ton. Other folks just kind of took it easy and traveled. And so it's nice. It's, it's nice to get caught up with everybody and see what, uh, what they've been up to. And then we just jump right back into it. We unpack some of our stuff today in our rooms to get ready, settle quick hellos to everybody. And then it was boom into a table read. And I think we're going to make... I think we're going to make like 12 sketches in four days. So, uh, boom, right into it, starting tomorrow. So, But because I'm committed to giving you guys the Trent 30, 
I, I was up at 7 a.m. this morning, okay? Went and picked up my rental car, went and picked up groceries, came back, had a quick late breakfast, went into work at 10.30, got home at 5.30, snuck in a bit of a workout, and uh, had some quick supper. And then I said, you know what? The people want the Trent 30. We started this thing, and God damn it, we're going to keep it going. So that's what I did. Got the old Trent 30 going. And uh, here Tuesday night, you guys will hear it, I guess, on Wednesday. Um, and uh, I got some scripts I got to look at and uh, learn some lines for tomorrow. So uh, that that's, was my day. But it is good to be back and see everybody and uh, get back into our silliness. I was trying on beards today. They ordered uh, new beards. <laughs> this is a crazy life. They ordered new beards for me, just for me. Trent beards, like black people beards, you know, with real hair. And and uh, it's not my hair, but it, it could have been my hair, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's this, It was, would have been the same. And so I had to try those on today, some uh, real mustaches and real beards, and they're really, really cool. That's a job you don't hear about much, right? Is someone who makes, like, beards and mustaches. What's, how many units are you moving? A week. How many how many how many beard units are you moving a week? What's a good beard sales week? You know? And I I guess it's the same people who make wigs, I'm assuming. And uh she's a local girl here in Halifax and uh they look amazing. I mean they it's incredible. It's literally like a piece of art. It's so delicate. And I think the one she said that uh I tried on today took twenty hours to make. I'm like, is she just there with tweezers just Putting on little tiny pieces of hair for 20 hours. I don't know. But it, it looks amazing. So I can't wait to use them during the season. So it's kind of like a hockey player. You know, you get a new batch of sticks. And you're just, you know, checking out the kind of flex does it have. You know, how does it feel in my hands? That's what I, that's what I do with uh, head hair. Both wigs and facial hair. That's my life. So um, it's a unique ride. I'm not going to lie to you. And I understand it's quite silly. Quite ridiculous, but you know what? I'm taking it. I'm going to take this job. I'm going to run with it, and I think you would too if you could. Um, thanks to everybody who listened to the last uh, episode one, show one, uh, where I talked about meeting Jerry Seinfeld and a bunch of other ramblings that I had. There's a poll that you can take on Spotify. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, there will be a poll uh, after every episode. So you can kind of uh, play along with. And the question I asked last week was, if you had met Jerry Seinfeld, would you have stayed cool or would you have kind of freaked out, right? And I told you my story when I met him, what my mindset was. And some of you filled out the poll and you said, 80% of you said you would have stayed cool. And only 20% of you said you would have freaked out. And I got to tell you, listeners, I'm calling bullshit on that. You're telling me you would have treated Jerry Seinfeld like you're meeting, you know, your skip the dishes driver. Like, oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And just shut the door. That's what you would have done. You wouldn't have been a little excited. You wouldn't have lost it a little bit. Okay. Sure. Perhaps you're cooler than me. I don't know. Perhaps. I mean, I didn't freak out, but I was excited. I thought it was cool to meet him. I mean, it's an icon. But 80% of you folks were like, yeah, nah, we just would have just stayed cool, you know. Just would have played it like, you know, 
like your ex walked in the room or something, and you're like, oh, yeah, just going to pretend like I didn't. All right. Okay. Sure. Whatever. I don't believe it, but sure. Put what you want in the poll. Uh, so there'll be another poll uh, after this episode, if you're listening on Spotify, and uh, I'll fire up the, uh, the the poll question for you, and you can, uh, you can give your opinion when you get a chance. Um, what's been going on with me, man? It's it. Back in Halifax, doing this crazy thing. Um, as I said, we're, we've got everybody back this year. Mark Critch uh, won't be joining us until after our October hiatus as he's filming his other show, Son of a Critch. So don't panic out there in 22 Minutes Land. If you're wondering where Mark is in the first few episodes, he will return. And um, that guy just doesn't stop. So, you know. He, the man's got to live. He's got to breathe. He's got to eat a meal, you know? So uh, we're giving him until um, middle of October to kind of get settled and uh, get back to us on 22. For those of you who don't know and you're listening to this podcast, I am on a TV show called This Hour's 22 Minutes up here in Canada. So that's why I, I didn't just make this up, okay? This is all real stuff, factual things. So, uh, yeah, so it's been great to get back. Um, you know what's been going around on the Internet that I find kind of amazing is there are a bunch of videos on all the various platforms of older rock stars performing and let's just say they are beyond their peak time. The voice isn't quite what it was before. You can't understand a word they're saying. It's just rambling. I mean, it sounds like a cat in a dryer. You're like, what? Did I pay 150 bucks and it's just this dude squealing and running around and I can't make out a legible word? I don't, like this is my favorite song, but I don't hear a word of the original lyrics. It's just sounds and grunting and I... That, there's a lot of that going around. I'm not going to name the bands. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. There's a few of them. And it's sad to me. Because it's like... You had a legacy. You, you, you were the shit at one point. You had a great run. You, you know? Every star has its day, right? You, you did the thing. And then you went away for a while. And now you come back... And you're a shell of your former self. You know? It's like if Wayne Gretzky came out of retirement now. Right? And we're like, oh my God, the great one's coming back. And he comes back and he's got gout and a bad back. And he can't quite see the puck anymore. It just keeps going by him all the time. Like, we, we're like, ah, oh, I don't want to see that. I right? I want to see the great one. I don't want to see the gout one. I don't. I don't. Right? It just kind of, you respect it. You say, okay, he's still got the fire. He's still got the passion. Right? But he, he can't, he's not that guy anymore. And that's okay. We all get older. Everyone, sometimes it just goes away. Right? Especially in sports and quite often in music, apparently. You know? But I think for a lot of those guys, it's just a hard lifestyle of just partying, going mad. It was a lot of drugs and booze. Late nights, not taking care of their instrument, you know, their voice. And then now they sound like that. They sound like uh, an old lady asking kids to get out of her yard. 
Like, what? No amount of pyrotechnics uh, or lighting is going to improve that show. It's not. Because the vocals are so terrible. So, I don't know. I I feel for him in a way because I get it. You still got the fire and you want to do the thing. And Lord knows crowds are coming out to watch you do your thing. And they want to have a good night. And they just leave kind of confused. Like, what? What was that? Um, but I want to give you an opposite experience. So this summer, uh, in August, in Calgary, I went to see an absolute Canadian icon. Someone who was as big as they get at one point in her career. I went and checked out Sarah McLaughlin. Now, you, you're looking at me, listening to me right now. You're like, Trent, didn't know. Didn't know you were a Sarah McLaughlin fan. You know what? Who's not? I don't care who you are. You got a Sarah McLaughlin song. You're like, yeah, that one fills me up. I'm not going to lie to you. I bet you there are dudes at the gym right now bench pressing a lot of weight, and they got, in the arms of the... They're listening to that because that takes them to a place where they can reach deep, reach deep for the strength they need to get that weight up, okay? I'm saying this. I'm saying everyone's got a, a Sarah McLaughlin song, okay? Or a couple, you know? And, and she was huge at one point. She had songs in number one around the world in multiple countries, right? She started Little Fair, which was just... What a vehicle that was for women and women's empowerment and women's music and singer-songwriters, right? That was, who's done that since? Who went on to take that and run with it, right? So she was a leader on top of being an incredible, you know, songwriter and singer. So my lady and I, we go see Sarah McLachlan and uh, we go for dinner first and we go check out Sarah McLachlan and I'm, I'm hoping to God. I'm like, man... Please let her just be good still. I, I don't want to sit here and she's, you know, sings the first few words and then lets the crowd sing the rest because she can't sing it. I just, I'm like, please don't. Don't do that. That would suck. And it would kind of really, again, tarnish her legacy, right? Well, my friends, I needn't worry because this woman came out it was just her and another woman who was accompanying her. And the other woman was doing background vocals and uh, playing the cello and guitar at times. And it was just Sarah McLaughlin at a piano. And sometimes she also got up and played an acoustic or an electric guitar. And I'm telling you right now, still got it. Absolutely brought the beans with her. Was unbelievable. I couldn't, I was like... Christine and I looked at each other at least a dozen times and we're like, wow. Like just, what is, that's incredible. Certain notes she hit, the unique thing she does with her voice in between notes. I was like, this, I could have listened to this for another three hours. It was unbelievable. She looked great. She looked like she's been taking care of herself, you know, drinking, drinking water. Looks like she's having some fruit and vegetables. She looked like someone... She looks a little bit older, but just aged beautifully, gracefully, and sounded incredible. I was like, that's how you do it. You take care of yourself. You take care of your instrument. You go, hey, this thing has given me a great life. I'm going to honor it, right? 
or or you can stay up all night and do drugs and throw televisions off off the balcony of a, of a hotel. I don't know. There's choices to make as a musician. And whatever choices Sarah McLaughlin's making, they're working. She was absolutely, honestly, it was one of the best live shows I've seen in a long time. And I still believe this. That's why I really believe in stand-up comedy. That Because as a stand-up comedian, you just stand up there, you talk into a microphone, the crowd laughs, that's the deal, and then everyone leaves happy. Right? And I still believe there's room for that, that, that solitude and that pureness in music where someone can, can just go up there guitar, piano, whatever, and sing and crush it, and that's enough. You don't need a revolving stage and lights and explosions and there's a zip line and whatever. I'm not knocking the people who do it. There's people out there who put off a great show and their voice is still awesome, and, and it's an amazing night. I'm not knocking that. I would pay to see that too. But I'm saying there's something powerful about someone just standing up on a stage and going, man, here's this song I wrote. And I'm going to deliver it flawlessly and be in the moment and just absolutely hammer it. There's still, in this crazy age of technology and AI and all the other bells and whistles, that still can level a room. Just one human being deliver, delivering like that can absolutely flatten a room. And she did that that night. It was absolutely amazing. If Sarah McLaughlin is anywhere near your town, go see her. It was, seriously, I couldn't... I, I thought it would be good. I, I did have a little bit of nervousness going in, but then I thought, no, she'll she'll still be good. She'll, she'll be great. And so get this. She goes out. She crushes the first song, and then she starts stretching her fingers, playing piano. She goes, sorry, I'm a little bit rusty. I'm like, that's your rust? You, your rust would still win a Grammy compared to other people's best. Yeah. You're like cobwebbed musical ability that you think is cobwebbed and rusted it would destroy most things that are still out there that's what I, that's what i'm saying that's where i'm going with this so yeah hats off to sarah mclaughlin and uh if she's listening right now you were incredible that night in calgary and well done well done the rest of you have a look at what sarah's doing and start following suit okay because she is doing it the right way. So that's all I got to say about that. It was absolutely unbelievable. And someone else I saw, another Canadian icon, female singer, Amanda Marshall. I've seen video of her as well on tour recently. And she sounds incredible too. So I don't know what it is with all these incredibly talented women who are just still out there crushing it after all these years. I don't know. There's just I think they're just taking care of themselves. And... You know, the older male singers are just like, nah, I just eat a poutine for breakfast every day and I blow out there and uh, scream at the people and uh, check. I get a check. You know, I'm not saying the Canadian singer songwriters are doing that on the male side, but there's some American ones. I think we all can go. All right. That's, you know, you've been better. You know, you've been better. That's uh Let's grab the reins here, bud. Let's grab the reins. So anyway, it was super cool. And it was my, um, yeah, my first time ever seeing her live, ever. So I, I, again, I know I've been blabbering on about this for a bit, but she was absolutely 
absolutely amazing. So yeah, do check her out. If you can go see live performance at a high level, always go do it. Always. If you get a chance, I think it's always worth the money. Whether it's, you know, music, comedy, a great play, whatever it is, go see it. Always worth the money. Always a great experience. You leave a better person. You leave happier. And once you're happier, you're going to make other people around you happier. There's a whole trickle-down effect, people. I don't got to tell you about this. I'm not a psychologist, okay? I'm just a comedian and an actor and a podcast guy who is just trying his best here. That's all I am, okay? But I'm just telling you, I do believe that. I believe you can be moved by a performance and it can make things better for you and the people around you. And I'm saying Sarah McLaughlin is just good for the health of this country. Um, so did that. That was amazing. Absolutely incredible. Uh, I got a show coming up, people, in a couple weeks. I'm going to be in Sydney, Nova Scotia, at the um, Highfield Arts Theater. Is that what it is, Sydney? Is that where I'm going to be? I think that's where I'm going to be. The hat, they call it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, September 23rd in Sydney, Nova Scotia. So uh, thanks to the folks who got tickets already. You should do the same. I mean, if you're in that area, if you're in Nova Scotia even. I mean, you don't like Sydney? You don't want to go down there for, for a night and have a, listen to a good show and, and, and have a meal? You don't, that's not something you want to do? Get down. Check it out. Come on. It'll be a great time. Uh, tickets available at that venue at the old... Um, Highland Arts Theater, I think is what it's called. and uh, Or you can go to trendscomedy.com and, and check it out there. I mean, it's all this is available to you. I mean, this is there's no reason now for you not to come. You know how to get the tickets, and, and you know, they're not stupid expensive. You know, they're not 200 bucks. God, no. Nowhere near that. They're not even 100 bucks. They're, they're, not, they're nowhere near that even, right? I know the economy's tough out there, people. I'm a man with his ear to the ground. I know. Okay, so tickets are nowhere near that price. Way, way less. Okay? So just get yourself some tickets. Come on out. We'll have a laugh for an hour. And change. You know, it'll be, it'll be fantastic. You're going to have a great time. I mean, who wouldn't have a great time? For those of you out there who have children, I would imagine this is a bit of a... I don't know if there's a happy time for you or a rough time for you when the kids head back to the old school. Are parents happy about... Kids going back to school, or are they like, ah, oh, I kind of miss having them around. I liked it. We would go for walks and swimming and stuff. It was great. And now they're back in school, and they're just growing up so fast. Or are you like, thank God they're back. Oh, my God. Where's the wine? I got I used to have a few day nips, you know, and now couldn't do it with the kids around. Now they're gone. You know what? <whistles> Let's get a little... Little hot toddy going here. I don't know. I don't know how you're playing it. I don't. I don't know <laughs> if if that's what's happening. I mean, I'm assuming a lot of you are working too, so it's not like you can just be hitting the bottle in the daytime now. The kids aren't around. I'm assuming, right? So, I don't know. I don't know how you're feeling it. I know I've seen some pretty dejected kids walking down the street on their way to school. Wasn't that the worst, man? When you were a kid, and the summer was just this endless period of fun and you're just enjoying it. You had you're playing in the woods and just 
You probably were at a summer camp. You're playing baseball, soccer, basketball, whatever it is. The days just, the days never end. Summer fun, right? Swimming and whatever you do and get in a boat, fishing, whatever it is, just so much fun. And then one day, one day, your folks go, hey, we got to go to the mall this weekend. And you're like, oh, are we going to the mall because I'm going to be getting a new bike? And they're like, no, no, you, you've got to get some, some new back-to-school clothes. And in that moment, you, your heart breaks because you didn't even think you had to go back. You thought you were done with school, right? Because you weren't smart. You're in grade five. You're like, I don't know. I assume I'm done. That's it. They let us go home. I haven't gone there in months to school, right? Once June hit, you're like, I haven't been there in a month or two. It must be over. I must have graduated from school. I, I got to get a job, start a family, I'm assuming. And then, boom, one of your folks is like, it's time to go down to the mall and let's look for some new, some, <laughs> some new dockers for you or some new khaki pants. I don't know what kids are wearing right now. Probably not that. But, and you were shattered. You're like, oh, man, I got to go back to school. Like, Oh, that first day, Mm-mm-mm. that was, that hurt. That was the end of innocence right there. You got to meet your teachers and who's in your class and holy cow, Greg grew a foot over the summer. Remember that when kids would just have a growth spurt over the summer? Just think about that now as an adult. If your best friend, you saw them in, I don't know, June, and then you see them in August, and they're a foot and a half taller. Hey, Dave, what's going on, bud? You, you look, you were five feet when I saw you in June. Now, now you're six and a half feet. <laughs> His voice is different now, too. It was more high-pitched. Now it's like, yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a good summer. It was good. I mean, the transformation that would happen in two or three months as kids was absolutely insane. But but you, when it happened to you at the time, I, mean, I was a tall kid. I mean, I don't remember it feeling weird. You just felt normal, but you literally had grown a foot in two months. Who, who grows a foot in two months? If your lawn grew a foot in two months, you'd be like, Jesus, we, we got to call somebody in here to get, that's, that's insane. But if your kid does it, you're like, yeah, that's it. He's, he eats like a horse, you know. He's, he's uh, we had to get a new bed for him because his feet hang out over the end. and We've got to get him some new shoes. We might just buy him skis and just strap those onto his feet because it's hard to find shoes that fit him. And, uh, but, you know, he's going into grade six. And, you know, hopefully he'll stop growing at some point, you know. He can't grow forever. I mean, the house is only so big. Um, but yeah, anyway, crazy changes kids go through. And uh, I saw a lot of those <laughs> a lot of those dejected faces going back to school. I wanted to just roll the window down and go, oh, don't worry, kid, it's going to get better. Don't worry. One day you actually will leave in the summer and never go back. Trust me, that's coming. Just it's not going to be for another five to six years. But it, it is coming to you. 
And uh, so I don't know what your parents are feeling out there. If you're feeling sad, dejected, if you're sending them off to school for the first time, I would imagine that's a pretty, pretty uh, crazy moment to just drop your kid off with a stranger, with other younger strangers in a room and go, all right, well, hopefully you survive this and I'll come back and get you later today. So you got your lunch? Yeah. Okay. Well, I love you and Godspeed. I'm going to wait out in the parking lot and just stare at the building. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I really don't. I don't know how you would uh, be able to do that and, and be, uh, and be okay. But anyway, I hope if you're going through all that, it's uh, it is a good thing for you, and uh, you're uh, you're working it out, and your kids are happy, and it's all it's all going well. Um, I got to do one of my favorite things in the world just before I left Calgary to come out here to Halifax again. I went to Canmore, and if you've not been to Canmore, Alberta, I mean you are missing out. I'm telling you right now, if you grab anything from this podcast today, is that you get yourself to a Sarah McLaughlin concert, and if you can do it anywhere, do it in Canmore, Alberta. One of the most beautiful places from the moment I ever went, the first time I ever went there, 20 years ago, I just thought it was majestic. I was like, oh my God, this is heaven. And it never, ever, that never goes away. You feel that same way every single time you go there. So if you've never been to Camor, Alberta, check that out. This is not an ad for Camor, Alberta, although if they do want to slide me some money, I will sing their praises because I do it for freak. So if they want to send me a little, a little love, I, I got no issue with that. You know, this is, a, this is a capitalistic society. I mean, I, I got no issue with that. But, uh, yeah, I got out there one last time before the summer ended. And, uh, yeah, it was it's absolutely breathtaking. So get yourself out there if you can. Anyway, that's it. That's the end of uh, show two on the Trent 30. Don't forget, September 23rd at the um, Highfield Arts Theater in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Still some tickets available. Get yourself to that if you can. Thanks to those who already have tickets. Have a fantastic week. I will talk to you again next week on the Trent 30. You'll be good. Take care of yourself now, okay? All right. Bye-bye.